Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Apostolic Children's Ministry Podcast. This time it is me and Brother Julian. Hello. Uh, Brother Bob Lee is not here today, not because we don't like him, but because <laughs> it just didn't work out this time. Uh, but he is always missed. Um, but we are going to talk about Sunday school and Brother Julian. I wasn't here last week, which yeah. is a great opportunity for me to hear what all happened because um, I get to, I kind of take a, I guess like a guest role. Like I, I mean, in the sense that I wasn't there, so I get to hear all about I get it. To tell you about what happened in Sunday. Now, <laughs> some of it I did hear because I get the coolest text from you, and I'm not going to spill the beans about something really exciting that happened on Bus Ministry. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. We'll, we'll go into that. Yeah. Um, but we're going to cover our, our week of uh, bus ministry, our week of Sunday school. and But before we do, uh, I w- I'd like to talk uh, just about a very quick um, topic uh, that, I, that I, I, I've i heard years ago. Start, was our, our pastor is the one that told the story about how he was a young person. He was at, a I think it was the PSR meetings back in the day. Did you, would you ever go to those PSR meetings? I did. I did go to a few of them. They were just in, incredible. Like I there was... Remember. I, I want my kids to go to a meeting like that. Yeah. Uh, and we went every year and it wasn't commonplace. It wasn't something that you yawn your way through by any means. What I mean is, is we got used to those incredible moves of God that were just, they were beyond special. They were just a very unique experience. And anyway, it was one of those deep, deep altar calls. And uh, my brother was telling the story about how when it was over, he had kind of warmed his way into the platform. It was just him and God just said very powerful altar call. Well, when he finally got done praying, he kind of came out and he sat on the front row. Everybody was gone in this big old conference center. He was kind of by himself. And there was an older preacher that was there. And he kind of came and sat down next to him. And uh, he put his arm around my brother. And he said, he said, do you know why God filled you up the way he did tonight? And he just really didn't know what answer was expected, so I don't, I don't even know what he said. And the uh, preacher just said, well, let me tell you, he filled you up for the sole purpose of being able to pour you out. And at first it was like, so good. he didn't understand exactly what the context was. But he said, he said, he is going, he said, that's the cycle of being used by God, is he fills you up, not so you can be more saved, not so... You can go to heaven any faster, right? Yeah. But so he can pour you out, and so you can now be a blessing to other people. Yeah. Um, and the reason I brought that story up is that is so appropriate for Sunday school. Um, we have got to be full so God can pour us out on Sunday mornings. Um, uh, there's 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 nothing more training than Sunday school. It really is. Uh, you you have you have so much pulling on you, and there can it can be stressful at times. It can be a uh, a a physical drain. It can be an emotional drain. It can be a mental drain. Uh, but if you're full when you go in, <clears throat> you're good. Yeah. If you're full of the Holy Ghost and you got yeah everything working, you're you're fine. But if you go in empty, oh God help you and. I, I hate to say it, but we've all been there. Yep. You know, we've, you've got to fill up during the week. So, you know, just, I, you know, I remember when pastor tells that story and, you know, and he shares it a lot, especially when it comes to, you know, the Sunday school soul winning, it's, it's a people's business, you know? And so when you're, um, you know, someone either, whether if it's a weekly Bible study, a weekly Sunday school, whatever it may be, you have, you, you, you're exhausted at the end, but not just because you're, 
um, like physically because we were jumping around, shouting and screaming in Sunday school and stuff. But literally, you're just exhausted because you poured everything you had yeah. spiritually into that child, into that Bible study, whatever it may be. And you know, and it actually, it when I feel that way, I pray for Pastor. He's front on my mind because I'm like, if I'm tired, how much tired can he should he be? <laughs> you know, he's probably yeah, way absolutely. more tired and. You know, and so Sunday mornings, uh, you know, all throughout the week, you know, and especially last weekend, what pastor was preaching is really kind of ties a little bit. And like, you know, we live for this. We don't we don't prep Saturday night, not not only in just in our lesson, like making sure like, oh, yeah, well, Saturday night, nine o'clock, you know, I'm building my object lesson. First off, you're way behind if you're doing that by then. And then if you're starting on your prayer Saturday at 9 p.m., ooh, yeah. If you're starting in your your uh, pre-bus yep. if, and if prayer you, on Sunday morning, you're, you're toast. You're, you're doing it all wrong. And that's why it's so important throughout the week. We need to hack out time because yeah. we all have busy schedules. I we heard need to hack that time out. To uh, Brother Tony Spell, he said Sunday morning is not your time to pray through as far as the, the workers of the church. That is our time to pour ourselves. It's, it's our time to evangelize. It's our time to soul win. It's our time to be, uh, you know, it's our time to work. Yeah. So it's not our time to be blessed necessarily. I mean, we're, you know, if God has a rock and altar call and we get a piece of it, that's great. Exactly. But we're there to pour out into others. Uh, and so, you know, I highly encourage anybody out there that's listening to this is make time, like Brother Julian just said, carve that time out in prayer, reading your Bible, prep. Get so full that God can pour you out, <clears throat> and this is just something that that I was kind of doing this like as a little object lesson for for a church when I was trying to illustrate this. So, you know, if, if you have this big old pitcher and you're pouring it into a, into a cup, you know, God fills you up, but the capacity for being poured out grows as God knows He can use you. As far as you know, the, the you can be poured out more the longer you you live for God. The you know the more. Uh, the more you do, uh, you're, it's like your 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 cup gets bigger. Right. Yeah. So you're, instead of a little eight ounce, now you're a sixty four ounce, and maybe you're a gallon, then a five gallon bucket. Maybe pretty soon you're like your pastor. Maybe you're a you're a fire hose. Exactly. You know? you know, like you may start off where like you're a brand new new convert, and all you're giving out is you're not even saying a word. You're just giving out the church card because you know. Yeah. After a while, then you have a you're giving out the card and you're giving a sentence with it. Before you know it, you're like sitting down, you're teaching Bible studies, and you're just like. How did I get here? Yep. You know, but it's really just God just grew you so that you could be poured out more. This out this more, is more, more. kind of a a, a silly sideline to what we're talking about, but I've noticed that preachers, the more experience they get, the 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 more they preach, the longer their sermons get. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Brand, brand new preachers, fifteen minutes, they're out. Right. Oh yeah. And it, it, it's 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 funny. But it's true because you have you've learned more, yeah. and you you know more, and, and even with teaching, right? Uh, at first, you're struggling to fill up your five minutes, yeah. right? In Sunday mm-hmm. school, uh, if you have an eight minute segment, if you're brand new to this thing, that is a long time. <laughs> yes. Eight yeah. minutes is a eternity when you're mm-hmm. in front of a bunch of kids. Uh, after a while, it's like, dude, I could, I, I need way more time. That's yeah. not enough because now you've prepped so much. You have so much past experience to rely on that uh, you just have you have so much more to give, and that's like these these preachers. Like my dad, he's been preaching forever. My you know my mom gives him a hard time about that he's long winded. Right, right. 
he just has a lot, a lot to yeah. give mm-hmm. on every topic imaginable. Literally, I remember as a kid, he would do this. He would have, uh, he'd be in our school, do a chapel. He would say, open to any verse in the Bible. I don't care what verse. Pick any verse in the entire Bible. So we'd pull the most obscure verse we could find, you know, out of, you know, uh, Leviticus, right? right, right. Some bizarre verse. Uh, And he could literally instantly come up and preach a message on any verse in the Bible. And he wasn't showing off. He was just saying that every verse has a message behind it. And so we would pick some random ones thinking, oh, he'll never come up with this. And not only did he recognize, oh, yeah, yeah, that verse is talking about, he remembered reading it. He remembered some message he had heard on it. Every single verse we ever gave him, he was able to do a lesson on. Yep. Or uh, not a lesson. He preached a sermon on it. And it blew my mind that anybody could be that prepared. Yeah. Yeah. Without preparing. I've actually, you said you witnessed that in chapel. I saw it also when we did the disciple class. Okay. So I was in the first class that they've ever, that Brother Preston put together. And I was in yeah. this room that we're actually doing the podcast in. And he did the same thing. And he was like, it's literally, it's just as, and, and I don't know if he even said this, but since we're on the topic, I'm going to tie it in with it. But it's like, he is so full of just knowledge that when you, you just need just a little bit, we just need just a little whoop. It's it, me. If I wanted to try to come up with a verse, I'm going to really have to pull myself upside down to try to come up with the universe out of the Bible. Him, he's just a little, Google, just a little, help. yeah, help Google. Yeah. You what know, he's just, he's just so full of knowledge that like yeah. it was, he's so full and just ready to, to spew and yeah. share and. And Sunday school teachers, it happens too. Uh, brother, brother, brother James. I, I always talk about brother, brother Wayne. I'll be talking about him forever. Yeah. Um, but he was one of those guys at any topic. He's already taught on it. He already had a lesson on it. He always has. He already has a story. He already has something that he could pull on. Um, and anybody that's taught Sunday school for any length of time, you could probably give them any topic, and within five minutes, they could find an object lesson to fit it. Yeah. Yeah, it might be a stretch sometimes because mm-hmm. some of them are tough to get a visual to work with it. But we can do it. We can. It's just, it's just a matter of experience. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, I know we got off, off that topic a little bit, but not really. Yeah, no, no. So, I, I think so because, you know, I remember when I first became a Sunday school teacher and, you know, the deer in the headlights. Hey, you get to teach next week. And you're like, that. You're the amount of prep that you put in and then you, like, start to talk in three minutes felt forever. You know, but now you could tell me, hey, this is our topic next week. And of course, er, nothing's me. So I want to clear that up. It's all through, you know, prayer and, you know, and all that. Um, But God helps me where he guides me and I could quickly now come up with an idea or come up with something. And, you know, it's not it it wasn't as much of a uh, it's not as much of a dig as it had to be back. I mean, I still that doesn't mean I prepared less. Oh, of course not. not. But I, I just God has helped me. To the process quickly. for preparation becomes easier, though. Yeah, you, know, you still do the same amount of prep, but you actually are just becoming. You, yeah. you have a lot. You're, you're much more thorough now. I mean, yeah. you can. Uh, yeah. So a, an established teacher can take just about any topic and, and can use any time period to give them. It could be forty five minutes, the whole length of the class. It could be eight minutes. It could be four minutes. And we're always scrambling. I, I say we. I, I mean, a, anyway, right. you, you can fill up the time period effectively because you just have yeah. so much to draw on now. Yeah. So. You know, it's like, um, well, in the secular world, if, you know, I've been asked to pray before or whatever, and you pray, and then they look at you afterwards, and they're like, wow, that was a good prayer. 
and you're just like, all I did was talk with God. But it's because you have that relationship. If you're yeah. calling someone, you know, have you ever talked to someone for the phone for the first time? Oh, and it's, it's so like that, awkward. Yeah. And, and it shouldn't be like that with our prayer. We should be able to yeah. walk in and like, you know, like this is how we pray. This is how we talk. This is my relationship with God. So when someone's like, well, that was really good. I'm just like, all I did was talk to him. You know, yeah. and so, and that's not a pat on my back. I want to clear about no, it. It's just, we're, since we were just talking about being poured out, you know, it's just ways God could do it. Absolutely. So. Yeah, it's like like meeting someone for the first time. And you're, say you go out to eat with, with someone that you don't know very well. Mm-hmm. Until you find common ground, it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. so awkward. Yes. So yep, yep, yep. And it, and it's, and, hot you know, outside, ain't it? Yeah. And imagine being a Sunday school teacher. <laughs> you just haven't found your common ground with your ministry yet. And you're like yeah. that every time you teach. It's like, exactly. all right, am I a visual teacher or am I a jokester? You know, like, who am I? <laughs> you know, yeah. you got to know yourself. So Exactly. Um yeah, I I really like when Pastor says that because it's so true. And then yep. that that Sunday afternoon feeling when you just <sighs> and then Sunday night you get to come get filled up again. Yep, yep, you get filled it's back awesome. up. You're ready to go. Yep. Then yep. Wednesday night and all throughout the week you get filled up, and then Sunday afternoon you're back again. Now <sighs> I want I want to I want to I I want to balance this a little bit. You know, Sunday night we also bring people, right? Yep. <laughs> But it's not, it's also for me. That service is, is where I'm, I'm there to get filled up too. So, yeah. so yes, we do pour ourselves out in the altar call praying for other people, of course. But it's also, you know, we, we, I've seen some people that don't ever pray to themselves. Like they're always praying for somebody else. They never are getting anything for themselves. And that's scary too. Of course, you can do that in between your, your, your own prayer time. Yeah. But man, uh, you, you got you to find that balance. You can't constantly pour out and never get filled up. Right. Yeah. You know, just because you're in a rock and service doesn't mean you're getting anything for yourself necessarily. Yeah. Like if you ever see Pastor, he'll, he'll come down and whether it's only five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever, he prays and then he starts to turn around and he'll start to pray with people. Yeah. You know, so <clears throat> absolutely. So uh, that it's a great topic, but I do want to talk about our recent Sunday. Um, I wasn't here. We had a Thanksgiving uh, uh, week and just just obligations. So I was in Texas with my wife's family, which was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but unfortunately, I wasn't able to be here for the Sunday. So for the first time, I get to hear a lot of the details. Yeah. Now I heard some highlights. Yes. In fact, why don't we start with that, please? Okay, okay. We, we have to. We can't drag that up. Okay. <laughs> so I got a text, and I'm not going to say what it was, but I got a text from Julian that took like a, a ho-hum, I'm in Texas uh, you know, on a Sunday, and this text absolutely made my day. Yeah. So what happened? Go ahead. Why don't I just read the text? Okay, cool. Let me see if I can pull it up in time. Um, so Julian uh, was was here, and he sent me this text. This is so cool. Ah, uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Did you send it on WhatsApp, or did you send it? Uh, I thought I, I thought I just texted you. Did you text it with somebody okay. else then? No, let's see. Maybe it is on the WhatsApp. Well, I know you sent it there. Anyway, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna paraphrase it there. Yeah. But Julian sent me a text and said two adults came for the first time ever yep. on his route, the red route from Colton. Yep. First time they've ever visited. Both of them received the Holy Ghost and both of them were baptized. Yep. Their first time first ever time. showing up. Now I gotta hear I hear background on this. Okay. But following that, I got another text that said that Liz's bus, yep. the purple bus, a lady came from her. I think this is the one that Bob Lee invited, yep. right? Uh-huh. 
she came. This wasn't her first time, I don't believe. No, it wasn't. It was her second. I think it was the second week. But who cares? She came for her second week Mm -hmm. and came to Spanish church and received the Holy Ghost there. We had three adults. This is children's ministry, (laughs) people. Children's ministry. Bus ministry. And we had three adults get the Holy Ghost straight from our bus route, straight from outreach, straight from doing reaching for the kids. And you reach the entire family. So, So awesome. All right. Um, I prior to Sunday morning never met these people, never seen them before. I didn't even not even them. on outreach. I didn't even invite them. Yeah. Okay, that's so, wild. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we went to our first stop, which is Las Brisas, and we picked up uh, a family that's always been coming. Ruben and Gabby. They came. We went across the street to Vista Point. Now, let me rewind just a little bit. The Saturday before, I was telling Casey, like, I was like, you see all these homes we drive by. I was like, we we have to knock these doors. Oh, it's on my heart. We need to knock every single one of these doors. They see our bus. We need to let them know that we're here. We drive by that house anyway. Why not pick them up? She's like, yeah, absolutely. We should do that. Anyway, so I went to our second stop, and this couple came walking up. Now, a lot of times people walk up and they want to be like, hey, what is this? Who are you guys? But they had a Bible in their hand, and they had and they were like ready to get on. All, you guys ready to come to church? They're like, yeah, come and come with you. I'm all absolutely jump on in so i went i met them i said how did you guys hear about us and stuff well ruben who now got a job recently at the at a uh, it's called family dollars right there next to their uh, house um they were like well ruben has to wear a covid mask while he's at work and it says i love jesus on it and the guy who came sunday morning saw the mask and was like wow where do you guys go to church and he said oh i ride the church bus and he said, oh, I see that bus every single morning. So he lives across the street from the apartment complex in the homes that I was just telling Casey Lynn the day before. We need to start knocking these doors. And so she, they, so they get on the bus. He starts to share with me. He goes, I used to ride a bus in Washington when I was a kid. He, he said it's just a, he said it was a I Love Jesus church. That's all he said. Now, there's a lot to the story I haven't been able to tell you yet. So you're going to get really excited, okay? So... So then he, he comes through, he rides our bus, and I start telling him, you know, I was like, yeah, we have a lot of fun. This is how it goes. And I told him, I usually we bring people back by 11, but if you want to stay for service, you can stay for service. He goes, I'm here for the whole thing. I want to stay. And I'm like, absolutely. I'll come back and I'll pick you up. Don't worry about it. You know, I'll just take the kids home and I'll come back for you. So, okay. So after we arrived to the church, I gave him a whole tour of where all the Sunday school is. I told him where there's some of the adult classrooms, like the Be Free, the new, uh, new living, new converts class. New life. New life class. And I showed him um, just like where the main sanctuary is. Well, he decided to go to the new life class with him and his uh, wife. And I was like, "All right." I say, like, uh, you know. So I guess so. Then he walks in to the new life class, and he told me this afterwards. He was like, "You know," he looked at Brother Galen who teaches the class. He goes, "Is this a Pentecostal church?" And he goes, "Yeah, this is a Pentecostal church." And he looks at the girlfriend and goes, "You're about to have some real church." These people have real church. And so, and now, and like, that just like got me so excited because he's telling me this, you know, later on after they got the Holy Ghost and stuff. And I'm so excited. I'm like, yes, you did. <laughs> you had some real church today. And so, um, so he's, uh, so they're, they're also excited. Well, come to find out, he's been to our church, the guy who got the Holy Ghost, seven years ago. And he said God touched him, and I think that was the only time he came. Did he tell you how he came previously, or what the context was? Or I, we didn't really talk too much about it. He said he, but he had no idea it was this church until he showed up. Until he showed back up, and he remembered wow. like I've been here seven years ago. Wow! It was like that renewing, uh, just that feeling that he felt again. It was like I, I've been here seven years ago. And he remembered, and so he got. And so then uh, during altar, so Wait, did the pastor preach? 
Yes, he Good. preached. Okay, so I, I'm, I'm loading up the kids. I get everyone. I drop them off. I'm trying to jam back because I'm like, I got these two visitors there. I want to, you know. So I'm hurrying back. Um, I get back in there and I hear pastor. He's preaching about repentance, the Holy Ghost, baptism in Jesus' name. He's even clarifying, like, if you've ever been baptized in the titles before, we could re-baptize you again. Now, I don't really know their history, but I'm like, this is a Holy Ghost sermon. And I've only caught, like, the last 10 minutes of it. Um, and then altar call starts. And then I'm now like, I'm like, where are they? Where are they? Where are they? Where are they? Well, they're like kind of tucked off in the corner. And so you can tell they have that deer in the headlight look, like they want to go pray, but they're a little shy. Well, I went and I just kind of broke the ice. They started praying. David uh, immediately got the Holy Ghost really quick. Back of their pew or did they go up front? Uh, they were a little like about like four rows from the front. So I don't know where they sat during service. So I don't know if they went up a little bit and just got stopped. It, but um, but she he got the Holy Ghost. Well, then uh, Sylvia, his wife, grabbed Pastor, who just happened to be walking by, and said something to her. I don't know, or said something to Pastor. I don't know what it was. What? But then Pastor laid his hands on her, and she got the Holy Ghost. That is so yeah, cool. Yeah, she started speaking in tongues, and then she finished, and then she's like, "I want to get baptized." He goes, "I want to get baptized right now," and so she's already gotten this relationship with Sister Kim. Sister Kim's like, yeah. So she takes her in the back and changes. And now me and David start talking. He's like, I've been baptized before, but I'm not sure if it was the titles or Jesus' name. And I was like, there's nothing wrong with making sure that we get baptized in Jesus' name and do it correctly. And I quickly talked to him why. And he's all, okay, let's do it. So now he's hooked up with the Bible study with Brother Marcos. Um, he's, he's good. He'll be here next Sunday. Um, I got his number. We've been talking and stuff. It, it was the coolest experience. This co- so like... First time, got the Holy Ghost, baptized. They, they, they were all like, am I going to go home wet? I'm all, yeah, but you'll be a new man. <laughs> you know, so it was all kinds of cool stuff. So you invited Reuben, yep. year, what, a year and a half ago? Yeah, probably, probably. two years now, actually, because you got the Holy Ghost in October 2019. So, so he got the Holy Ghost, you uh-huh. invited him, then Reuben invites David. Yep. So David's like your grandkid. Yeah. <laughs> I, actually, like when, a spiritual. when he got baptized, I took so many pictures for uh, Reuben to send to him. Like, look, man, this is your baby. Like, look who you invited and look what happened. And he was so excited. Dude, I was that's like, awesome. So, yeah, it's so cool. When your people you win to God start winning people to God. Yeah, that's It was so exciting for me. So cool. Um, now, about Brother Lee, though. Yeah. So, so, Brother Lee, we've been talking a lot about introduction in Spanish. You know, we've been, so yes, Sister Liz. Yeah. If you we, guys haven't heard about this, Liz kind of uh, felt a like just a nudge that she needed to, to help all the other bus workers to be able to talk to Spanish people instead yeah. of just almost writing them off as, well, I can't talk to them, so let's just move on. Yeah. So she made these videos to yeah. help us do the intros. Yep, and Brother Lee worked on it. And he memorized it. Well, then he put it to practice. On one of his outreach, he knocked on the door. The lady was like, oh, no habla inglés. And well, he's like... Well, Bob does have a little bit of, of, of Spanish. He knows a little bit. Just enough to get him in trouble. <laughs> well, he, he said he, he did it. He said he did it. And so, so he said, cool. like, he told me, he goes, that shall broke. Like, that, that, you know, we don't speak the same language. Well, then he was able to go and get uh, Sister Liz. She basically helped finish up the invite. Well, then Sister Norma... By the Bobby's wife, I believe she's fluent. So mm-hmm. she, she went is. and they talked, and she followed up. And it, well, then she, she got invited. It was first initially on a Wednesday night or Sunday night. I don't remember. Yeah, I now. saw her there when I was here. So okay, that was at least a week ago. Okay, and then so well, she the the sis has been or uh, 
the lady that they invited has now been hooked up with Sister Thelma, which is Josh Artisan, also another bus worker. That's his grandma, Josh yeah. Artisan's grandma, and Sister Marcella. Well, Sister Sister Thelma went and picked up her name's uh, Aurora. Right? Aurora. She went and picked her up Sunday to take her to Sunday afternoon Spanish service, and she got the Holy Ghost. So, so, so cool. we got people, bus workers, grandmas doing <laughs> bus working. It's awesome, it, you know. So awesome. and. But so this is Wednesday night. We just had service. Brother Gavin said a line, and I was planning on waiting this to say this until Sunday. But he is praying for a net breaking, soul uh, uh, ship sinking revival. We are on a verge of revival just exploding. Like, and yeah. we had three adults. We had a bus last Sunday that. I don't know if we should say this or not, but whatever. Night. We might have been a little over the limit. We were over Let's just put it that okay, way. we were the and it's we didn't know. I mean, we we've been like right there on the edge. What are you going to do? Tell them no, they can't come. I know. All right. I, honestly, I, I I would be like, leave me here in San Bernardino, yeah. and you take no. the kids. Right. I'll figure out a ride. I'll call an Uber for me. Yeah, exactly. Seriously, we ain't leaving these kids if they want to no. come. Yep. Yeah. So they were consistently. Over the limit. We got to figure something out. Yeah, we're, we're working on that. I was talking. So we're, um, but we we just had a you know, overcapacitated, really bus sinking, you know, uh, revival coming in. And you know, my uh, the red route has been running mid twenties to, to early thirties, or if it's like or it's high teens on my low days. Those are my low day yeah. house. Green route. Every single route is going to yeah. start growing and exploding before we know it. So. Well, we were talking about goals um, last podcast or two podcasts ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. And part of it, well, I was reading these goals, and, and they were they were absurd, quite frankly. Because if what I and this was something I'd written years ago about how I wanted to see 500 bus kids come on 20 plus buses to hear. Well, Jew, let's be honest. If that happened, what would what it would. It would wreck us. Right. We have nowhere to put 500 kids. Right. So in, in a sense, that is absolutely a net-breaking uh, revival. But that's what we want. That's we want, we want, want to encounter problems because once you have the problem, you can fix the problem. Yeah, We're not going to be building massive classrooms if we don't have a lot of people coming. Mm-hmm. So that you, you build a new church when your church is full. Yeah. You buy a new bus when your bus is full. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Let's let's sink these buses. Yeah. So we're we're having you know we we've had a bunch of great things that happen and but you know but just to make us show that we're human, <laughs> you know, oh, let's talk about some of the human. let's talk about some of the struggles we had in bus ministry. So we <laughs> have we have the uh, we just gave you the Instagram version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. the part that you yeah. post yeah. and yeah. say, that's hey, we have three adults media. get the Holy Ghost on. Yeah. on uh, but what we don't tell you is that uh, yeah. Maybe yeah. a fight broke out. Someone punched somebody. Yeah, yeah. broke down. Someone caught on fire. Yeah. I'm kidding. Yeah, All yeah, that yeah. didn't happen necessarily. I mean, it might happen. <laughs> it might have happened before in the past. But, yeah. but um, well, obviously, one of the struggles we had with you being gone, you, you are one of our drivers. We were short a driver. You know? <sighs> so we have six drivers. We have six routes. We have six drivers. If we're short, we have to figure it out. You know. Now, not only did we were we short a driver, we also were had a bus that was overflowing, and I needed to somehow... So, uh, what we did do is yellow route. Um, they had eight kids that they picked up. They were a, the bus captains were able to share the kids and like basically in individual vehicles. and take and transport them back home in personal. Vehicles. If you're listening to this right now and you're thinking, man, I wonder if there's someone in the church that could get their license and drive for our church. 
We're not talking to them. We're talking, talking to, you to you right now. <laughs> yes. You're the one that needs uh, to go get your license right now. Right seriously, now. stop what you're doing. Oh, well, finish the podcast. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but seriously, go uh-huh. do it. If you're over in, in at our church, you have to be over 25 to be on the church insurance. Uh, but most places, it's over 18, mm-hmm. uh, many places. So check with your church, or check with your insurance, whatever. But this, don't wait for someone to ask you. Uh-huh. Go get your commercial license because I promise you, your church will use it. And even if you can't like commit, like, oh, well, I can't commit every single Sunday. Well, just be available for when there's a void. Maybe you could just fill that one Sunday, yeah. you know, because there's plenty of times where we're down multiple drivers yep. and we're trying to figure it out. So um, so if you're a Sunday school teacher, listen to this. I'm not talking to a bus driver right now. Well, I, someone else. I'm, we are specifically talking to you. Yeah. Go get your license. Make yourself available for it's when it's It's not expensive. No. It just takes time and it takes commitment and it takes a little bit of discipline to say, okay, I'm going to jump through all these little red tape hurdles that all the states have put up in front of us. I don't care if you live in Louisiana. There's still hurdles. Yeah, there's hurdles. And uh, it's, it's, it's a process, but it's something that is worth every yeah. second of it. And Julian... Me and you both know. We've done it. Yep. We did it. Both of us have our license. So I'm, I'm not telling you to do something that we're not willing to do. Yeah, I know. Uh, but it's worth every second of it. It is. Every second. So with this problem last Sunday, it's yeah. made me re-talk to a lot of the people who are like working on it or whatever and showing them like, look, how bad we need you. Like just, and they see it. And then some of the uh, captains from the Orange Route are, which is the one that's over capacitated <laughs> is that the right word both of them yeah Leia and Brie both yeah. are willing to get it so I at least, told, least I assume yeah no they are so we talked last Sunday and we had a little like orange route meeting and I said so do you guys know what I'm gonna say right you guys need your route I mean you guys need your license and they like cover their face because we're like we know we know we know and we'll do it we do it it's just you know they're they like we're going to do it so you know, that, that's one thing that me and you just talked about recently. We, we just had a talking about bus stuff. And one thing, there really is, are a lot of people with super good intentions. And it's not because they're flaky, it's just because they're busy. That they want their license, but it's such an overwhelming thought. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even know where to start. I don't know what the first step is. I feel like I'm bogged down before I even start. So our idea was write down all of those people that have that good intention and find out who's really serious. As far as every single week, let's just nudge them. Yeah. Say, okay, where are you at in the process? Have you got your medical done? Yeah. Okay, you haven't? Cool. I'll set you an appointment. When are you available to get your appointment? Yeah. Oh, okay, Wednesday? Cool. 4.30 work for you? Cool. All right, I'll set it. We'll even pay for it. We'll give you the money ahead of time. Go go do it or get reimbursed for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, you've already got your medical. Cool. Okay, then this is some practice tests. This is the, the handbook. This is what you need to study. Let's yep. go meet in the parking lot. We're going to go over our air brakes. We're gonna, yeah. And just keep pushing them to those every little milestone so they're not lost. Yep. And, yep. and I really think a text a week, if they have any good intentions about doing this. Now, if they, if they just said it once, just trying to get you off their back, it will be annoying. And yeah. pretty soon they'll say, hey, man, I, mean, I, I don't think this is for me. Yeah. Cool. I'll that's take fine. you off my list. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. <laughs> but but that's I'm going to... I'm going to push everybody else to yeah. that next step. And, and if it was me, Julian, I would love a text like that. Yeah. Okay. Where, you know, have you done that next thing that you know you have to do? Yeah. Yeah. So. I agree. So, but I, so I did do that little nudge with them just to like, and they, they're going to do it. And so then we had a, uh, so I don't know if you're in it. I don't, I have a WhatsApp group. 
with the future bus drivers. Oh, nice. Yeah, no. so that's and so I kind of started that conversation again. Started talking it. to them. There was it was cool because it wasn't just me feeding info and then like it just crickets at the end. They were like, okay, where can I get this? Where can I get that? And so um, there is that, and I and I really do believe that. I, I hope within hopefully four months we see another driver come out. So, we can do it. So. You can do it in, in even in California in as short as thirty days. Mm-hmm. Brother Danny proved that. I think it was just about that, right? Yeah, yeah. I did mine really quick too. Once I <clears throat> once I finally got started, I got it. Like I did my written two weeks later. I did my like. Yeah. Uh, and I was the opposite because I wasn't the opposite, but mine took a lot longer than that because I wasn't. I don't think our program, our bus driver program, was as far advanced as it is now. So I was lost. I was in the weeds. I didn't know what to do. And then when I ran into a problem, like uh, I tried to get my driver's, uh, uh, my test, my actual test to do it. And I called, and this is California for you. I called and they said, we have no appointments. I said, well, you have to eventually. I mean, they said, well, we're booked. I said, so... Yeah, it was a, what do I do? There's no options? They didn't tell me to call back the next day because there might be an appointment. Right. Which is true. I didn't know that. So I literally was like, oh, well, I give up, which is stupid. Yeah. But nobody told me. Yeah. I didn't know. It was like with Brother Danny. He was trying to get his driver's appointment to do the test. And he's going online. It's like, he's like, Julian, I can't do my test until like four months from now. I'm going to refresh it. Just push refresh. I told him the exact same thing. I said, Danny, call every single day or go online every single day because these trucker schools, they book huge blocks. So they'll block like, you know, 50 appointments. And then they only have 35 guys that need to take it. So they cancel 15 of their their appointments. 15 show up immediately. Like the next time I call after them saying it was all booked out, the next time I called, they said, yeah, we have one tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I could have literally taken it within just a few hours, but yeah. at that point I was I wasn't ready again because yeah, right. I had forgot everything. Yep. So, anyway, uh, having a resource like you uh, to draw in will make life so much yeah. easier, and it's free. Yeah. The church will pay everything. At least at our church, we'll be happy to pay all of your expenses, mm-hmm. and which are minimal anyway. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, other than that, actually. Uh, mechanical wise, we didn't have too many problems. Ooh, which is come a, on uh, now, that's a come up right there. That's rare. Um, I yeah, know, no dead batteries. Um, hmm. And then uh, thanks to but, brother Guillermo, brother he's, he's been on it. He has. And then uh, I think uh, other than that, like it's kind of. I know it's really exciting, but that's a quick little recap on uh, bus ministry for this yep. week. Uh, and so on our Sunday school, the theme was God wants to use you, yep. um, and the emphasis is on you, mm-hmm. not just the person next to you. So um, whenever I talk about this topic, and I wasn't here, but I want every person, like I'll actually make them, like if, I, if I'm teaching it somewhere, I'll say, take out your finger and say, God wants to use me and point at yourself and say, don't point at anybody else. Uh-huh. I'm talking to you right now. God wants to use you. you. That's why I have this in all caps on our theme. God wants to use you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, so uh, we had a creative intro, which is just, for those that don't know, it's just a, it's a funny, goofy, sometimes sideways way of introducing our theme without actually saying, today we're talking about God wants to use you, right? Yeah, yeah. But we introduce it in a fun way. So uh, Brother Danny and Brother Marcos did that. Then we went into the rules with Bree. Yep. Um, I think she just made some sort of quiz out of it or something. Yeah, she just quizzed the kids. You know, what's rule number one? And then I gave out birthdays. I think we had those kids again, their fifth birthday, five Sundays in a row. <laughs> you know? Isn't that amazing? It's beautiful. Yeah. 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 And then a visitor bowels we had. Uh, so 
obviously uh, orange route. They brought, they brought like five brand new yeah. kids, right? Yeah, so just on that one route. Yeah, so they had a bunch of visitor Bibles to give That's out awesome. that Sunday. So that was for cool. those who don't know visitor Bibles, we go to Dollar Tree, we buy them by the case. There's like twenty in a case. For those that can't do math, that's 20 bucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's not much. Yeah, uh, for me, 20 bucks is so worth 20 visitors in yeah. the class. Yeah, I'd be happy to pay that to get 20 bodies in the class. I still have my Bible that I got at Sunday school. That's so, so cool. Uh, so, Sister Pierce was my Sunday school teacher, and I had to memorize the books of the Bible to get one. So, she bought one from the little, uh, in the, like a little, like, kiosk thing that we had some Bibles in there, and she bought me one. And I want the want the blue on the outside. Like I remember that, and I still got it, and I have it signed by Brother I.H. Terry. So, Ooh, that's yeah. awesome! Uh-huh. That's so. awesome. Um, and then we had the song. Brother Lee did the songs. Brother, Brother Lee, did he play the harmonica by any chance? He had to. I don't think he did. Brother Lee, yeah, you, you failed know. me. No, I did run out for a second. I had to go and get that. So if he did, I'm going to assume that he played it. Then. Okay, so, but we did. Uh, they did see the song. Uh, I was made for this. Made for this. I was made for yeah. and the group VBS. Uh-huh. Um, if you guys haven't heard us say this a thousand times, go listen to group yeah. VBS. They got some good stuff. Good group stuff. music is is how it's usually classified on Spotify or whatever. Um, they're they're just they're good songs. Uh, so we're talking about God wants to use you. Yep. Um, God was uh, I was made for this, so made and then this. we had a skit a with skit? you and your wife. Yep. So uh, it started off with a. So I'm I, I'm introducing a character. I introduced him originally in chapel here at the school, and his name's Simon. So I have a whole getup that I wear for him. It's a lime green shirt with a fireman's tie, suspenders, nice, and a red shoes that I wear. And I now I have I don't wear glasses. I have 2020 vision, but Kim bought me some glasses. Show off. Uh, you know it's funny. It's, Kim took me to the doctor's appointment thinking like she goes. Just get them checked. Just make sure. She thought for sure I was going to fall on the I need glasses spectrum. And the doctor was like, there's nothing wrong with your eyes. <laughs> I'm like, told you. But I got, so I got some frames that, that I could wear as a character. Now, she did get the, like, the blue light filter on them so that, you know, if you're looking at your phone, whatever, you know. <laughs> so at least it helps me with reading at night. So I'm not all messed up by it. Um, but anyway, so I, so I wear this on my getup. And I came out. And now Simon is like he was a kid he was like an outcast he was like the school punching bag you know so that's how i introduced him in chapel so some kids are aware of him but now i'm in sunday school and i'm talking about how like man god wants to use me like i didn't know god even like even liked me a few weeks ago and then sister kim came out and she starts talking to me and I'm like man i really wonder what jesus is going to do with me someday i wonder what my gift is going to be what is god going to want me to do well then Brother Danny, who's playing Jesus, comes out and he's holding two bags. And I'm like, Jesus, you heard me. You know, and he gives us two bags and I open mine first. And it's a like an eight ounce can of Dr. Thunder. And I'm so excited. I'm jumping up and down. I'm screaming. I give him a big old hug. I thank you, Jesus. For those of you, Dr. Thunder is like the Shasta version of Dr. Pepper. Yeah, yeah. So, (laughs) so which is which led up to Sister Kim opened hers and she had. A like a twelve ounce can of Dr Pepper. Oh, now I'm like, no, I'm you were, like, you were happy. Yeah, so now she's all excited. And I'm just looking at her like, are you serious? Like you? And so then she walks away, and uh, Jesus goes, hey, like Simon, what's wrong? And I'm like, mate, you gave me Dr Thunder. You gave her Dr. You didn't even give me the real stuff, Jesus, and you only gave me eight ounces. You gave her twelve. I'm like, do you not like me? Like, you know, and, and then uh, she, he goes, well, you know, so eventually uh, he does explain like, well, this, this is what I want to give you right now. 
And I'm like, well, can you please give me 12? He goes, okay, I can give you 12. He says to Kemp, so he leaves. And as he leaves, uh, someone else comes out, and they now have like 16 ounces of Dr. Pepper. And then someone came out eventually with a, um, a liter of Dr. Pepper. And I'm getting more and more jealous, and Jesus is coming out. Well, then on the last one, Jesus, I'm like furious now. And Jesus comes out, and I'm like, Jesus, why can't you give me what everyone else has? And then he goes, because, and he's holding out the leader. He goes, I want to give you this, but you're not ready for this. I got this for you today. So that was actually, it was, was funny. Now, the, the, um, that wasn't in my script. That's not what I told him to say. But it worked out perfectly. The, so the last part of the skit was totally not what I planned. But it worked out perfectly fine. So I had a little bit of a different idea. But we have great Sunday school teachers. Great, you know, we were able to get through it. Kids would never know. You know, so we just we just rolled with it. What was it supposed to do? Um, he was just a po- uh, so basically, so he had the leader and was like, you know, and like this is what I want to give you, and this is you know, and you're not ready for it yet, or something like that. I said right now, I he was supposed to come out, and I was supposed to. Uh, he was just um, he was just basically supposed to say something along the lines of like um, the the eight ounces. If you don't ever see. If 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 all you look at is the others, like you will never see me pass these eight ounces or something like it was something like that along the lines. So, but the introduction was supposed to be a little different. It, it doesn't matter, you know. So, uh, but it worked out perfectly. The kid, I think it it taught the point at the end. Sure. Where, where did you see that skit? It's called One Time Blind. They had they do skits on YouTube. They're good. They're yeah. really good. Yeah. If you haven't haven't looked them up, uh, they got a bunch of different ones that we've used in the past. Mm-hmm. The the, uh, the Faith Fall. Um, the one on the red balloon, mm-hmm. they're 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 really good. Yeah, and they're short they're short little mini skits, and they're easy to use. They're not that many props. They're super it's a simple. weird name. One yeah. time blind. I have no idea even what that means. I know. Um, wait, they're not blind anymore. Yeah. Oh, okay, got it. <laughs> we figured that out right. Now. I'm really smart. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So um, so that's where I got that idea from, and I actually cool. I saw it a long time ago, and I kind of just had it in my memory bank of one day I'm going to use it and I was like alright here we go I'm going to do this one that's cool that's great uh, then we had a memory verse a that memory was Larry verse. and Sarah what, mm-hmm. what did they do he did uh, First Peter 2 9 but you are a chosen generation of warrior priesthood and then he had uh, just he wrote papers and he had like a certain portion of the verse got all the kids in line and then he'll have the kids read it and eventually a kid will turn around to where he can't read it and then you'll try to still remember and he went through it and he's like this is a pretty long verse so as he's working on it you know being oh, aware of our whole time thing, huh? yeah but he was aware of his time so he's like sure. um well we're running out of time but here's your verse you know first Peter 2 9 you know go home study it this is you know so wrap that up like that cool so there's a million and one ways to do memory verse in fact we're, i'm writing curriculum i've actually done it like that like, is awesome like i've actually done the first two well the first one completely and then started like Filling in some blanks. Very cool. Um, so part of it is every every week will be you know memory verse, and so I'm trying to figure out like do I tell them each week this is the way to do the creative memory verse, or do I just give them the verse and say go here to see the 50 different ways that you can do a memory verse, and then you pick the one that you want. Yep. I haven't really wrapped my head around that, well, you know, <clears> but so cool. far I've written in there this is how you do it. So yeah. that's that's one great way to do it. it uh, then the mini lesson, Delaney. What did Delaney do? Uh, she did. So she had. She was dressed up as a ninja. So yeah, surprise, go, surprise. Go, Delaney. <laughs> so real, real quick on that on that topic. So you were talking about your character Simon. Mm-hmm. You have some 
lime green shirt. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Delaney always dresses up as she has a bunch of different characters. Are you, are you good? I'll get it. Okay. So. Um, and then for, uh, for me, like I, I have a kind of a suit coat that has all these patches and stuff that I, I, I wear, uh, every single Sunday. I have a, a whole room full of hats that I wear, uh, probably 20 or 30 different ones. I was inspired by John Cass from Colorado. Um, so I've been collecting a bunch of hats. Um, in fact, on my Christmas list for, uh, you know, people, people say, you know, what do you want for Christmas? You know, my list is a, I went through Amazon and found all these crazy suit coats. I found probably like four or five really bizarre ties, everything from hamburgers to, you know, just, just silly stuff. Um, and it's, I think it's great to have, uh, these characters that are developed. So when someone sees you walk in dressed in Simon, they know what Simon's about. Yep. Yeah. I think it's so, awesome. So, um, well, Sicilani was a ninja. Ninja. This time. So, um, she calls herself like Ninja Angel, all these crazy things, right? So, that, yeah. So, we um, had that one Sunday we talked about angels mm-hmm. and confusion ensued because ninja, angels are ninjas. Yeah. So, ask. It was so now, now it ties in with our lesson now. Oh. Okay. Okay. So, I'm ready. It, it, it's actually really cool. So, she, what she does is uh, she brings out a bowl of fruit. Okay. Oh, fruit ninja! There you go. Oh, no. See, so she brought the oh, fruit no. ninja. Well, she she did. She like mentioned it. She didn't have a sword. No, no, she didn't. Oh, thank God. Yeah, no, so uh, <laughs> she didn't have her nunchucks, but they weren't used at all. So, but um, her lesson though is like all these different. So she had angel cake. She had angel cake. She laid it out, and then she had all the different fruits. And she talked about how some. Fruits you got like she pulled out banana. How you have to peel the skin out, and then you then you get it. And like all these different fruits, like she had grapes, she had strawberries. Some of them you eat with the skin, the kiwis. You know, obviously you don't eat the skin of a kiwi, you don't eat the skin of a banana, and all these different things. Like they have to be used and prepared for this. And then she starts chopping it up, and she's making this beautiful like angel fruit cake. And then at the end, she's like, you know, but all of you have a part in a big part of God's kingdom. So then she built this angel, and then of course in front of everyone, she gets her fork and she takes a bite of it, and she's just like, mm. <laughs> you know. So, and then she did rub it in our face. She goes, "I'm going to eat and enjoy this in front of all you guys right now." And then she ended up walking off. So, That's but cool. yeah, it was really, it was really good. So she likened the fruit to, to individual people. Individual. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And it all made one big angel. That's fruit. awesome. Yeah. And God uses everybody, but not everybody's yeah. used the same, yeah. which is great. So. That's what you talked about too, in a different yeah. different fashion. That's awesome. Uh, Bob Lee did a worship song, and then we had the final lesson by yep. Brother Lee and Sarah Torado. So what happened there? And by the way, the reason Bob did the songs in that is I thought I was here that Sunday, and then anyway, the schedule got got changed on my end, and so I had to swap in at the last minute. And I yeah. wasn't sure if you were here. I wasn't sure who was here. So I called Bob, and he yeah, said, "Yeah, he's here." So, so um, the final lesson was they they uh, they talked about like. Um, you being used and God preparing you and making you. And well, what they did is they made a paper, a paper airplane and they went through the instructions. So, but Lee was actually teaching sister Sarah. She didn't know how to make this airplane, like how, but Lee does. And he, so he's like, you got to fold it here. And then, fold. And then she, they started throwing these planes. Well, he eventually had a couple of them already pre-made and it was like, and then after God made that person or made, you know, the airplane, you know, so uh, the airplane representing us, he was able to launch the airplane, and God was able to use you. So, so that's what he did there. Very cool. Very cool. <clears throat> All right. Um, so, uh, 
the I, I'm just curious because I wasn't here, and people ask sometimes, does do people get the Holy Ghost in Sunday school every single Sunday? The answer is no. no. Would we want them to? Yeah, absolutely. Right. We try to create an atmosphere for them to pray at the end of every Sunday. Not all Sundays are created equal. We do our best, but it doesn't always happen. Yeah. We, we don't force it. We don't say, you guys, you know, we have to pray. But we make an opportunity, and we always sing or whatever to, to slow it down and take a time to pray. So I'm just curious. How did it wrap up? What did, what, what did that look like? He did, uh, but Larry did play a song. Uh-huh. He played, like, uh, prayer music. He did wrap it up with an altar call. Um, there was probably about three, four minutes of praying, you know, before we started losing the kids. Yeah. Um, and then this Sunday, also the Children of Praise had to go. Yeah. So that's a group that a little group that are a little group of kids that get to go and sing in front of the church. Yeah. Um, so they had to get dismissed, and which kind of we're working on that as well. We're trying to see if there's some alternatives. Yeah, but we're working on it. Yeah. I've already met with them and talked to Pastor and stuff. So all good. Everything's yeah. but uh, it, it, it didn't. It, it wasn't a huge distraction. It wasn't at all. I'm not trying to make it seem like it was. No, but no, no. no. It, and I, but I it did. I love that our kids are in music, uh-huh. and I'm encouraging that. I want them to be more in music. And I also want that children of praise to sing in Sunday school mm-hmm. in front of their peers in our little classroom. Yeah. And so I'm trying to make that happen on a regular basis. That'd be good. Um, and I also want them to sing in our Holy Ghost services that we have. Oh, that's awesome. So, you know, every every eight weeks, I want them to sing in front of that. So I want them to sing more, not less. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. just trying to figure out how we can limit the, the, the altar call, you know, being, yeah. uh, you know, kids being pulled out. Yeah, so yeah. I, th- I think we're, we're getting, we're working through it. Yeah. But, um, so anything else on Sunday that you want to cover um, that I haven't asked about? No. Taking them I, home? I, everything went good? Taking yeah, the kids uh, home? Yeah, I think everything went fine. Uh, no kids got left. <laughs> That's good. So um, I'm trying to think of any routes that they did anything special. What what holiday just passed? Thanksgiving. We gave so, a, lot of, a lot of baskets. We mentioned that. You guys mentioned that in the other Well, podcast? briefly. So they mentioned that the green route gave them, the blue route gave them, the orange route did them. Um, and this is not required. This is not anything that from a bus ministry say you guys need to give baskets to your families. This is like our bus workers saying, can, can we do this? It's like, yeah. of course you can. Yep. So they made, uh, they all did their own take on it. Some of them were in boxes. Some of them were in baskets. Some of them gave turkeys. Some didn't. So who, yeah. they just made a little care package for the families that, that, that needed them. Uh, you know, and that's just a judgment call. You just do the best you can, trying to figure wading through that. So. Yeah, you know, with the holidays coming up right now, it's the the best way to reach out to our kids and their families. So, speaking of, tell them what you did. Okay, uh, with as much as you can. Yeah, yeah, I can say everything. Tell. School. Okay. Um. So, Toys for Tots is a big toy drive around here. I thought that's just Southern think, California kind of thing. I thought it was bigger is than it? that. Okay. So, if you hear that, yeah, it, maybe it's a national thing. I don't know, yeah. but it's big around here. Well, San Bernardino County Fire, uh, they do a really big push in all of our areas. Well, um, I happen to be stationed at, well, my engineer at my fire station happens to be the coordinator for San Bernardino County Toy for Tots. He's like the man when anyone, if the news need to record someone, they talk to him, you know, like, cause the news are all behind this and everything. Um, so, well, I, I asked him, I kind of just like, Hey man, I have a question. I do this bus ministry at my church. Is it possible to get toys? And he's like, absolutely. They print off an application and fill it out. And now the application I had to fill out basically for every single kid. Now it was like, I needed their last name, their age, the city they live in, their their first language, 
and uh, the amount of annual income that they have. Now, everyone, I just put it as like a general area. Anyway, there's a lot of stuff. Now, we ended up doing it for like 94 kids, which is quite a bit. So I sat there and hand wrote this all out after every single bus captain submitted that was his application a lot of work, for me. Man. Yeah, and then we I scanned it in. So I told cool. him I scanned it in, and then he contacted the lady who like divides the toys among all the different charities, and they put me at number one so I could make sure we get the toys. Now so I cool. want to just make sure I get in there and grab all. I'm sure we will. You know, I'm gonna fend for our kids and make sure I get like like the, the scooters, the bikes, things like that. You know, so well, what's cool about it is. If we get stuff that we can't give, you know, we've, we've had donations before, and it's it's toys that, as apostolics, I'm not comfortable giving out. Right. <clears throat> Whatever. Yeah, we we'll deal with it. We just go buy something else to replace yep. those items. But, man, we're so grateful. Like, last year, we had three different avenues. I can't even remember what all they were. I know the Rialto Police Department dropped off five bags of toys for yeah, us. Yeah, that's right. That's cool. Uh, that was left over from their toy drive. They just mm-hmm. they said, we know you guys have bus ministry. Um, so they dropped off those. We had someone else in the church say, hey, we were out of deal. They had all these extra toys. Do you guys want them? I'm like, yeah, lay them on us. They gave them to us. And there was a third source. I don't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. But we had literally, it's safe to say, 100-plus toys yeah. that we didn't even know what we were going to do with necessarily. But, man, we've just, used them all year long. Yeah, we've given them out. Yep. Uh, so once you've been in bus ministry long enough, you start to get a... a uh, a name, you know, your church is recognized as, hey, if, if you have extra toys, food, whatever, go see in yeah. the lighthouse. This is why it's so important to be involved with your community. Like yes. this Saturday, yes. we have a, the Rialto, the city of Rialto is doing a parade and doing this whole thing. Well, we happened to get a booth or a, some space where we could set up a booth and just give away, we're going to be giving away balloons. I talked possibly about giving away hot cocoa, if we, if we could do that, if we're allowed to. We're figuring that out still. Um, just um, giving a, talking about doing uh, a drawing where we, where we collect their info. And then if we, yeah. once we get their info, we're going to put them in for And we're going to work on getting some pretty cool stuff to give away. Mm-hmm. I, you know, we don't have nothing set in stone yet, but that's all stuff me and Gavin talked about. Yeah. And we're going to be doing that. And it's, but we often knows who we are. They know where our church is. They know who we are. We have a good standing with the city council, which is what Pastor and all them do. You know, And, and when we're out on outreach... We, we, we carry ourselves correctly. You know, we, we're not out there being that's, dumb. That's you know? such, it, it just makes sense. Be, if you can. I know there's some times when, when you're, you're, you're at odds with the city because whatever, and you can't help it. But man, if you can, if you can be on good terms with your, with your city, yeah. we are, they, they like us. We've helped them with community events. Um, we get major preference on any community events though we don't have to pay anything maybe i shouldn't be saying this on a podcast but we don't our church pays nothing to get into these events that everybody else has to pay for um because we have helped them in so many other venues especially during covid our church was always there for food drives it got to the point where they said our volunteers are all quitting on us or they're not doing it will your church please help us with this food drive gavin said hook us up we're ready did it they dropped off truckloads of food and we prepped them and put them in boxes and gave them out it was awesome um and ever since then the city's been like whatever you need yeah. is it's yours yeah, so we gotta, have, we gotta be in that good and we got a building coming up yep and so we the the city i i, I you know that doesn't mean we don't have to still jump through a bunch of hoops but it sure 
is better when they like us. Yeah, they're not going to be as weirded out when we ask for zip lines and slides. And <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that slide has got to happen. You know, we need that one uh, where you you jump out the side of the building, and then there's a cable that leads you down. You know, maybe we go like six stories. Nice. Land on the air mattress. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, so I mean, you, cool you, you guys think we're, we're a bunch of weirdos? I know, but we're building an educational wing one of these days. And we want to make it the ultimate Sunday school place. Um, And I tell people everywhere we go talking about Sunday school is is dream big. So for your your Sunday school, design what the ultimate classroom, if money was no limitation, if space was no limitation, if the sky was the limit, what would your Sunday school look like? I literally know what it's going to look like. Like, I I mean, I can see it in my head. I I see the stage. I see what the the, the props I want them to be. I see the tire swing. I see the twisting slide going between floors. All It's nuts and bizarre and stupid. To me, it's not. I mean, to me, it's a real deal. Like, I I really want to see this one day. One day. And uh, if it, you don't have something to shoot for, you'll never hit it. Yeah. So I'd rather shoot and miss. Yeah, and then have it. Like, oh, what do you want? Like, oh, never shoot no. at all. Yeah. So anyway, I know we've rambled quite a bit. We've covered a lot of ground. But Julian, thank you for, for joining us again. Yeah. And everybody out there that was listening, thank you guys for joining us as well. Uh, but we're going to wrap this up. If you guys have any questions for us, anything you want us to cover, send an em- uh, email to info at apostolicsundayschool.com. If you have any ideas for lessons, Go to uh, Apostolic Sunday School, and there's a big red button. Click that, and you could submit object lessons or game ideas or anything there. We would love to hear from you. We've already got a few. Yep. So awesome. excited about that. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. God bless. God bless. Bye.